0: Welcome into another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Adam Gobb alongside Elizabeth McGee. Today we're talking with Lucas Shires, who chairs the Board of Adjustment here in Gaston County. And no, it's not about chiropractic care, it's about how they do some work that's really important to determine land use here in Gaston County and why they need you to come help them out. Mark your calendars. Gaston Max is back. And better than ever. Come to downtown Gastonia on Saturday, March 23rd to enjoy live music performances, games for kids, interactive art experiences, and much more. The event is free. Be on the lookout for announcements about musical headliners in the months ahead. Welcome back to another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast, a podcast for and about Gaston County. I'm Adam Gobb alongside Elizabeth McGee, and we're talking today with Lucas Shires, who is the chairman of the Board of Adjustment. And uh, we're, you know, that don't let that scare you. Like when you hear board of adjustment, like I think some people immediately go, oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, so we're here to um, to stretch you out, to get those kinks out. Um, sounds no.
1: painful, honestly.
0: Yeah, but we <laughs> promise that this will not be painful. And Lucas is actually here to talk to us about why serving on the board of adjustment is uh, so important. Um, and, and tell us a little bit first, just Lucas about your background and, and how you got involved.
2: Sure. Yeah. So uh, I've had a a varied career, uh, worked in, in land planning and urban design with a consultant and then made the move over to uh, government work and worked for the city of Concord, Shelby, and was town manager in Mullen Springs for three years. And over those years, just grew a passion for serving uh, people through municipal roles, uh, served on countless boards, economic development commissions, planning boards, arts councils. Um, and when I moved back into the private sector uh, a few years ago with a, a development company, you know, I was seeking a way to give back uh, through these boards and landed on the Board of Adjustment with Gaston County.
1: So I take it the Board of Adjustment is, in fact, not about chiropractors.
2: <laughs> that is correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain, Wait. explain like I'm five, <laughs> what, what What is the Board of Adjustment
2: all okay. about? Yeah, sure. So. The Board of Adjustment uh, is, is an appointed board by the Gaston County Commissioners. Uh, we we run our meetings through a quasi-judicial process. Um, so in North Carolina, you have quasi-judicial and legislative hearings. Okay. Uh, so most planning boards and, and commissioner meetings are legislative. So we are held actually to a higher standard uh, than any other meeting held in municipal government. Um, Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And we. We hear a variety of things, appeals from uh, our county employees on land use decisions, uh, requests for variances, special use permits and, and, and a host of other different applications that citizens can apply for.
0: Is there any particular time of year where you're more busy than others or is it just kind of hard to predict?
2: I, I would say during the, the warmer months, okay. definitely folks are you know, adding additions to their homes or development's really ramped up. Uh, you know, in the winter, just development in general slows down in construction. So I would definitely say in the summer spring.
1: How does the board work together? I, I imagine sometimes these land use questions can get a little divisive. Um, but do you find that the board is able to work things out easily? How is What's that environment like for you?
2: Yeah, so uh, it, it it can be divisive at times. And, and obviously, we're making very important uh, decisions regarding land use, and it, it does have a a tremendous impact or can on an individual and a citizen. So um, we, we take our time through the process. There are four findings of fact in particular for variance that we must consider, and those are...
1: What is a finding of fact? I, th- I think I can guess, but just to be clear.
2: Sure. So as I said, variances are held to a high standard, in particular in North Carolina per the general statute. So there are four findings of fact that the board must all find in the affirmative and they are unnecessary hardship would result from the strict application of the ordinance so let's say the ordinance requires a 10 foot setback and if that was imposed then the applicant could not reasonably do uh, what they need to do or they're asking to do on their property Mm -hmm. Uh, the hardship results from conditions that are peculiar to their property so let's say they have uh, an excessive amount of stone uh, in their yard. Granite, you know, is is prevalent here in Gaston County. So, let's mm-hmm. say they have an excessive amount of that or topography issues. Um,
1: what? Meaning just like there's a big ditch. Right. Okay. <laughs> it could, could be. Yeah,
2: could be. Um, the third one would be that the hardship did not result from actions taken by the owner. So, let's say they uh, created the ditch. Oh. Uh, we you know, obviously, we would not find that finding in the affirmative. Right. Um, and the last is probably the most important is that it's consistent with the spirit and intent of the ordinance. So yep. if someone is acting in good faith and, and really is trying to do the right thing with their property, make the best use, then mm-hmm. then we obviously consider that.
1: And I'm going to go out on a limb here. Go when you it. say the ordinance, do you mean the Unified Development Ordinance?
2: I absolutely mean the UDO. Oh, wow. my gosh.
1: Man, it's jargon after jargon <laughs> after jargon.
2: <laughs>
1: what is the, the just for our listeners' sake, sure. what's the UDO?
2: So the UDO is, is basically the governing document that has been vetted and ultimately approved by the county commissioners that regulates land use in the county.
1: So it's just basically one ordinance
2: it's one massive document that discusses everything from setbacks to parking to trees
1: i mean i think that kind of makes sense like logistically Better to just go back and look at one ordinance rather than hundreds over the course of hundreds of years. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense.
0: Well, and it gets it gets revised and updated all the time. All See, all the time. So it's not right. like it's like, oh, this has been yeah. in place since 8- 1867 and yeah. we haven't changed it at all since then. Yeah, exactly. And
1: this is a pretty common practice, right? Do all governments in North Carolina have one unified development ordinance? It,
2: it is a requirement now, okay. yes.
1: So are there parts of the ordinance that are mandated by the state or a federal government
2: uh, the general statutes, specifically chapter 160 D uh, does provide guidance yeah. for ordinances and and some things are uh, directly out of the the uh, general statutes but mostly governments have you know the latitude to impose the rules in which they see fit for their community
1: mm-hmm. so to be on the on the Board of Adjustment Do you have to be like a lawyer or have experience in land planning? Because I don't know, this all sounds pretty overwhelming. It sounds like a lot to learn. I mean, do you you find that that to be true?
2: Absolutely not. Well, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, we have a a really diverse board, um, and what's great about it, you know, staff is terrific here in Gaston County. Probably the best I've worked with, uh, including you two. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. So
0: we'll be sliding that cash envelope there over. You, you, you can't go. see it because it's a podcast.
2: Hey,
1: the best way to get our editors to make you look smart is to flatter the host. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, you know, our staff's great. If, if we have any issues, we always have counsel, a.k.a. attorneys. Yep. Um, Courtney's always there to help us if there's a question. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so it's it's just great to have the varied perspective so that we're not pigeonholed into one specific understanding of land use and land planning. So
1: so you actually are looking for people who are not just lawyers or have experience in planning.
2: Absolutely. We're looking for people that, that just simply want to get involved uh, mm-hmm. in local government and have an impact and, and do good for the community.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you... Is there any kind of like education program or um, what would the training be like? Is there a training period for new members of the board?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Staff host uh, training events for us uh, several times during the year. Uh, They give out packets, a full copy of the UDO that you can peruse on your own time. Um, The UNC School of Government has a lot of resources at will that that we're able to distribute.
0: So, just looking at um, your perspective, having served as as a was it city manager, town manager, um, it, you've probably got a bit of a unique perspective into the importance of uh, serving on these type of boards. And I, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts as to why these, why you think these are important for good government here locally.
2: Absolutely. So. For, for me, um, I, I consider these boards as sort of the, the unsung heroes of, of local government. You know, um, it's, it's not all about elected officials um, or, you know, staff and the administration. Uh, we're all here to serve one purpose, and that is to serve the people, the citizens mm-hmm. of the county. So without that valuable input from the community, it's very difficult to make the appropriate decisions about the, the future the um, of our county. So I think it's one of the most important things uh, when you think about serving, whether it's at your your church or at a homeless shelter, I think this is one of the more important avenues that, that someone could take and have an impact on their community.
0: From your time at Bowling Springs, um, what's something that maybe you took away from that experience there that you now maybe apply to your role um, on the Board of Adjustment or, or just something that like Uh, you keep in mind basically having worked in, in municipal government.
2: Right. So I think it's, I think it's important uh, in me in particular, I've been uh, on all sides of the coin, so to speak now as a, as a developer, as a government employee, and as a citizen who myself Mm. have applied for a variance myself. Okay. And it's just, it's, it's critically important to, Remember that everyone has a job to do. Everyone's trying to do the best of their ability. And what at the end of the day we need to do is to apply the rules and laws that we have to the situation um, in a objective manner and, and come to the best solution.
0: So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to briefly put on my stubborn mule hat. Do it. So if I'm a resident and I own a piece of land, why should the government be able to tell me what I can do with that land? Why is it important to have a UDO, to have different variances and for the government to basically be able to say, well, you can't do this, but maybe you could do this.
2: Sure. So one of the critical factors that we take into place, as I said, you know, is, is, is it with the spirit of the, of the ordinance? Um, Another one is safety and the public welfare. Hmm. And so, you know, governments were created to provide services for communities. Uh, inevitably, a group of people came together and said, let's incorporate a county, let's incorporate a city, let's right. make a state. So um, I think it's about the larger community and, you know, what you do on your property has an impact on others. And so we have to be mindful at times. I'm, I'm totally for, you know, the mindset of doing what you need to do and, and on your property and having that ability. However, if that action has an impact on another citizen it is the local government's role to make sure that everyone um, has a a wonderful place to live.
0: How long have you been on the Board of Adjustment now because it's only been a couple years since you you left Bowling Springs right? Right
2: yeah I started in February of 2021.
0: Okay what's been maybe the most contentious or controversial decision that you guys have had to make since you've been on the board or has there been one?
2: There have been uh, A few, yes, and I'd rather not say. Okay. (laughs) That's so diplomatic of you. (laughs) I plead the fifth. (laughs) He's pleading the
0: fifth. Doggone it. Uh
1: Doggone it. Well, shame on you, Adam, for stirring up controversy. Oh, you know me. (laughs) Always
0: stirring the pot over here.
1: Um, Can I ask about the – talk about the kind of nitty-gritty of being on the board. When do you meet? How long do you meet? how often um, what's the term limit or is there a term limit (laughs) term minimum
2: so i'll have to get back to you on the term limit okay i believe they're four-year terms that we serve Mm -hmm. uh but don't quote me citizens i apologize i will google that so we meet we used to meet every third Thursday of the month at four p.m. Uh-huh. Here so just the, once a month. Once a month, yeah. All right. And now we've we've changed that. Meetings typically take anywhere from an hour to two and a half hours, just depending on on the caseload for that night. Mm-hmm.
0: And you said you recently changed that you're meeting on a different day now or That's a meeting, right. it is now frequency? the
2: second thursday of each okay. month starting this month in december and through 2024
0: and is there
1: pre-work before the meetings or does all the work happen at the meeting
2: it it primarily happens at the meeting uh the agenda packets are sent out about a week prior so you know we do ask and and would appreciate if if members would review and and be ready to discuss at the meeting mm-hmm. um however all of the business has to occur at the meeting cannot occur us outside so i
1: can't call you ahead of time and be like hey what do you think about this that's
2: right (laughs) all right
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: because it basically
0: follows public meeting law in terms of like having to be open and having all of it follow you
2: know you're not making Mm. decisions behind closed doors absolutely not Mm -hmm. transparency is key
0: the planning and zoning folks have um, applications and and are working on social media posts that we're actually working with them on um, to just kind of advertise for some of these board um, positions. Because um, you talk about the transparency part of it, but it's like you need to have enough people on the board to have a quorum or else you can't be a functioning board. Right? Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So is there a certain level of experience that you're looking for? What if someone is on the younger side or is newer in their career and wants to get involved? Would they, do you encourage them to apply?
2: Absolutely.
1: And what if someone is retired and they're not looking for a big commitment or I don't know they're just looking for something to do on the side.
2: Absolutely. Them too? Absolutely. I I don't I don't think there's an age limit experience limit uh, to to anything we do and again the varied perspectives is is how we make the best solutions and the Mm -hmm. best decisions. Mm
0: -hmm. When it doesn't sound like uh, there's this enormous time commitment or like there's boy, you've, you've got to be from a certain industry or have a certain background. I mean, you, yeah. you really are looking for just people that have a willingness to serve and do what's best for, for their mm-hmm. fellow residents. Absolutely.
1: There's no kind of test. No test. <laughs> no test. Oh, okay.
2: The one thing I will say is, is since this is a county board and we are considering uh, dropping this requirement, but let's say you live in Belmont, mm-hmm. the city of Belmont or the city of Gastonia, uh, you would not be able to apply you have to have uh you have to live in the county in the county's zoning jurisdiction
0: ah that's right and i remember asking about that and the zoning jurisdiction it sounds like a bit of a weird term because you can't just say i live in the county it has to be in the county zoning jurisdiction which means you can't live in a etj that's correct of a municipality which uh, if you live in a county's if you live in an etj of a municipality you probably already know it but if you don't you're probably right outside of city limits you might want to check right absolutely
1: right. i pulled up the application awesome so um you do have to be a county resident correct um and then it asks you which township you reside in which is not the same as which town mm-hmm.
2: that is correct yep. can you
1: explain what a township is just in case someone didn't know <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, I'm really quizzing you today. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, township. I, uh, I think that's just a, a historical.
1: Basically, our county is subdivided into six parts. Yep. And each one of those six parts is called a township. And our commissioners, repre- technically, each six of them represent one of those six townships.
0: And then two of them represent the Gastonia Township because it's the biggest in population.
1: Right. hmm so, so awesome. your your town may reside in a township, but you also may be in an unincorporated area of the county that is still a, one of the townships of the county.
2: Right. Yeah. So me in particular, I live down South Point Road, and I believe they call that the South, South Point, Point township. township. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: There's Cherryville, Crowders Mountain, Dallas, Gastonia, Riverbend, and South Point. Awesome. And those are the six townships.
0: And if you know which township you live in, you get bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's
1: fake news. <laughs> um, so um, the application is going to ask you for your employer, um, the duties you perform, um, and also any other professional or volunteer civic activities you're involved in. Um, and then it just asks you to briefly describe why do you want to serve on that board or committee.
0: And um, so if you if you're honest and you write down because I don't like my neighbor and I want to make sure he can't build that shed, mm. that probably won't go well for That's you. That's not going to go well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the the uh, who is it that is reviewing these applications? I believe it's the board of commissioners. It
2: is. Uh, yes, the staff staff reviews. I uh, makes recommendations to the board of commissioners who have the the final appointment authority.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the application is is pretty simple. It's just if. Asking you to let us know if there are any potential cl- conflicts of interest sure. for serving on a board, um, and then also just in your opinion, what are what areas of concern? Do you want to see that board address? Um, there's spaces to upload a resume and um, some contact information for our our, our uh, clerk to the board, Miss Donna Buff, but. It's the a pretty easy app. Buc- <laughs> she is fabulous.
0: Anything else about the Board of Adjustment that, that, that we didn't ask about or about just um, the recruitment process for new members that you wanted to mention?
2: I think we've hit it all. And, and again, you know, if, you, if you're if you interested in local government and want to be involved and, and want to serve your community, please please do apply. Uh, we do have some vacancies and and obviously need to fill those so that we can ensure we have a quorum and, and have a healthy debate at each and every me- meeting. So...
0: Awesome. Well, Lucas Shires, thanks so much for coming in, for joining us, for talking to us about the the non-chiropractic board of adjustment. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much for your service to um, Gaston County. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. (coughs) Do you have a young reader? Do they love animals? Then join us at the Gaston County Animal Shelter for our monthly Tales for Tales program. This happens usually one Saturday a month from 10 to 11 a.m. Children can bring books from home or borrow one at the shelter and practice reading to a shelter dog or cat. The program builds your child's confidence and enriches the life of a shelter pet. No reservations are needed. For more information, check out the Gaston County Animal Shelter page at the gastongov.com website. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office, with hosts Janet Schaefer, D'Andrea Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts.
2: Next week on Savvy Citizen, we're talking about some of the volunteer groups at the Gast County Cooperative Extension and what benefits they offer to citizens.